Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Disgraced Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist, Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. We've been at hyperspace for a week, and it's been fun, hasn't it? Close quarters. Define fun. Brown bagging it. You know, define fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That's what you call it. I am getting tired of our limited uh, food supply in here, I will say. Yeah. Not much Uh -uh. to eat. Rations. Mm-mm. And and Matt, you're always you're always talking about stuff to eat. Not not much of the food we've been eating has been, as you might say, delicious. It's been not delicious. See, now that I call attention to it, it's yeah, it's ruined it a little bit. Nah, yeah, it's, it's not that funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's not not a, not a classic bit, is it? <laughs> it's not a classic. <laughs> anyway, the good news is we're about to reach the Canonica system, which is where the headquarters of Canon Quality Assurance is located. And supposedly, I, I still, they're going to put me on trial or something for something. I don't think I did. Now, I, I, like, I, I think I'm innocent. Hmm. So, okay. This is not new information, though. You always think that you're innocent. And you're typically wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to look at it. It's the wrong way to look at it. But, (laughs) you know, uh, from a certain point of view, I am innocent, you know, from every point of view. But as always, Caitlin and Bush, thank you for your support. (laughs) Happy to be here, Brian. (laughs) We'll unpack that later. Uh, With us, as always, is our reprogrammed IT interrogator droid AZ-00, a.k.a. Azu. We're almost to Canonica, right, Azu? Canonica? Uh, Yeah, uh, we're almost there. And, uh, you know, you say whatever and innocent, but these people are no joke. Uh, they can shut your whole show down, take, uh, take away your canon canon, take away your audience, your ratings. No, see, see, canon? No. What? What, man? I, I, I've just never heard of these people. I think that's what it makes me most worried. When you get a letter in the mail, you never heard of them. That's because you don't read. I, I, that's, that's true. I, this I, feels I don't like read. jury duty. This feels like canon jury duty for some reason. No, that's, I don't that's, know why. That's exactly kind of what it is, Caitlin. You've heard of them. Mm. Matt hasn't because yeah. he shuts himself up in his corner and he doesn't read. I don't, I'm wondering if he even can. No, no, no. I, no, no you know, this reeks of like a Corellian prince, like, you know, sending you an email being like, hey, I need uh, a billion to credits. To save my, my to save empire. My, my poor family, yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, Matt, you did just get a holocaust from a Corellian prince. If you want oh. me to patch it through uh, or save it where you usually please. send messages no. like that. No, please patch it through. Money to, you've given yeah. money to them before. I ha- Well, I'm, fool me once, shame on me. Yeah, it was about twice. seven times. So four yeah, okay, seven all right. times. <laughs> all right, no. anyway, pl- that, play the message, right. Azu. No? Okay, no, enough of okay. that, Azu. Go float float away all now, right. please. Just keep an eye for our approach. Thank you. And thanks for just 
everything. Really, <sighs> really Matt, a Corelli and Prince, you felt I, for I would the like to and see, Prince yeah, yeah, you know, it was He's not saying was like he story. fell for it. He just, yeah. you know. No, he said he fell for it uh, seven times. <laughs> no, no, that's what Zeus says, you know. I don't remember yeah, it being So, so it was seven. probably like yeah. 11. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Move along. Move along. Yeah. yeah. That. No, yeah. I want to stay on this. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> we're recording on January 12th, 2022, and we're ready to jump into the hot, 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 smoky, fiery chapter three of the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. But before we do, it's time for some news on the march. News on the mark. Now, this isn't necessarily something of news, but I do think it will be interesting. And this is news pertaining to the book of Boba Fett. It was revealed. Now, now I, sh- I should start this by saying uh, Dave Filoni, who we, we know and love. Obviously. We're all familiar w- with the man's work. Uh, we knew wondering when is he he's a co-creator on the show along with uh john favreau and robert rodriguez when was dave filoni gonna come along and if not direct an episode put his writing skills into an episode yeah. you know, which a was sprinkle, be, a little sprinkle of dave filoni yeah, in there yeah little, yeah, a little, little filoni yeah. a little da- dash of filoni in the stuff <laughs> a little bit of monica on the thing Whoa. anyway okay but now we know <laughs> It was that was awful. And no, listeners, no, I apologize. No, no, no. Hey, look, um, we're good. keeping it. It was yeah. revealed that episode six of this series will be co-written by Dave Filoni along with John Favreau. If a big animated return happens or involves discarded animation of former animatics, you know that they didn't use on another show, oh, then. A couple people, you know, this week I've got my finger on the pulse. Oh, some oh. people are laying odds that it could that would be where it would happen, which makes sense to me. It's like if yeah. that's the one Filoni co-writes, any existing Clone Wars lore might find its way in there. Would would you agree, Caitlin and Bush? Absolutely. I mean, you can't have uh, the son of the original of the of the clones, the original. Uh, the, the first puzzle piece, that like coronal puzzle piece, you know, that you find when you're trying to figure out the puzzle first. And you're like, ah, yes, this is you. You're starting here. That's, you know, a long way of saying that's what Django Fett is. You get his son for a series. Obviously, you have to include some sort of clone mythology in there. And Filoni, obviously, is the man to do it. So you're thinking clone mythology, not necessarily like Cad Bane or somebody like that. I think I think clone mythology. I think um, with the stuff that we saw, especially in season two of The Mandalorian, um, when Boba shows him all of the the hollows that are inside of his suit and that he is able to to show to Mando during which episode is that? Whichever it was one the they- tragedy. The tra- no. That's why right. Is this oh, why we bring this I'm up? Sorry. Uh, Matt, do you remember that one? No, it was the one where the, I don't. It was the one where the razor crest no. blew up, Matt. Uh, don't, please. No, uh, Mike. Uh, so that episode, the one that and, and Robert Rodriguez directed. Exactly. So yeah, you know the All the right. connective tissue is there. Um, we'll see some clone stuff. I, I firmly believe that. So are you thinking uh, when you when you say clones, you thinking possibly Omega? Omega. I mean, I'd love Ooh. that. I think I think it's a little soon to to move Omega f- Omega from uh, from her original animation over to live action. That didn't happen that long ago, and that being her introduction. So I think we got a little time before that. But 
you know, maybe some uh, live action Rex, some some who knows. Mm. Live action Rex, live yeah. action Cody, maybe that's yeah. interesting. That's in my interesting. in my heart of hearts, you know. In your dream of dreams. Exactly. And, you know, all played by Tamara Morrison, obviously. Oh, of course. Of course. See, I of think course. something different, actually, about Ooh. that. Yeah. Not to play. Matt Romano disagrees. Not to disagree, it. but just to play the other end. Well, not to I, disagree. You're completely about to disagree. <laughs> I completely disagree. No, no. Obviously, I would love to see any kind of clone connective tissue or whatever. I'm just setting myself up for disappointment. Not necessarily disappointment, but not seeing Cad Bane, not seeing any of that stuff. Cause like, that's what everybody thinks is going to happen. But I just imagine they're going to bring those guys in towards the end of this series to be the connective tissue to the, whatever the next thing that yeah. comes. So that could be the episode that Mando shows up. It's kind of like how Ahsoka showed up in Mando season two. It sets up the bridge. They could just be bringing the two of them in because they're the ones that are ultimately that Boba episode as a Mando season three episode, you know? Yes. So okay. you're, right. you're thinking Din Djarin, you're not thick. Cause so some people have been laying odds just flat out saying, okay, so that's the Ahsoka episode. Yeah. They're saying Ahsoka's going to appear in here. No, I, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. About that. that's, that's the, an official quote from you on that. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. I don't know. Uh, no. So no you're odds. saying you say Din Djarin way more likely than Ahsoka. Yes, absolutely. I would, I would agree. I, yeah. I, I think as, I, I, yeah. unless they, I, I don't know why in this story you'd, you'd, you'd theoretically bring in Ahsoka. Ahsoka um, and, and Boba have no real reason to meet right no. now. Well, like, you know. well not, not yet. And our word and, is yeah. obviously law. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We know ob- what we're talking ob- about. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as we can tell, if they don't do it there, they, 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 they really only have one more episode to do it. Because as far as I can tell, this is seven episodes. Yeah. Um, this whole series. And I don't know if we have we ever gotten confirmation that it's this is a series or this is just the first season of a series. Hmm. Because I think they're pulling something similar to what they did with all of their Marvel shows, which is not really saying what it is. And then it does so well that they're like, we could tell some more of this. Right. Yeah, like, we could right. do more of this. I think that's yeah. what we're going for here. We could get another bit of meat off of this hunk of crate dragon. Matt, can you sign on to that? Oh, delicious. Absolutely. Not that. What oh. the other thing? Oh, I'm sorry. You said crate dragon meat. He uh, got yeah. really yes, got distracted there. For got a food, food. You start talking about food. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, more fun from uh, from Tamura Morrison. He says episode seven, when he, talking with the Hollywood reporter, he said, wait till episode seven. Wow. Whew. And so this is all part of he, both him and Ming-Na Wen have been on this digital Zoom interview circuit recently. And Ming-Na Wen has said multiple times that she had problems with her geeking out on set. How could Namely, you not? She, she, she yeah. couldn't stop doing it. And sometimes Morrison had to tell her, okay, it's time to get to work. And she's like, and, and she's like, and, and she's like, yes, yes, it was time. But she also, and this is, this is, I forget which one it was with by her own admission. She almost pulled a Tom Holland, as she said, and let something oh. slip by accident. Fantastic. Um, so pff, 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 wonder what that was. Mm. Um, is Andrew Garfield go, the <laughs> going one going to pop up in, in episode six? <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, Anyway, and that has been News <laughs> on the Notch. Oh, wow.
Creepy ending. With that, we're going to charge back into Star Wars, the Book of Boba Fett. Now, we're going to discuss and celebrate the Karkin Criff out of this episode. For new canon reveals, we have our canon canon. We have hot takes along the way. We'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. Now, this episode is brand spanking new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. Everything that happens in the episode, we're going to talk about. Everything. So for good measure, he came along with us as we already he was on the ship last yep. week. He's still here. For good measure, yep. we're going to bring in our good friend, bright, shiny, sunshiny, good luck charm, Werner Herzog, <laughs> to do what he does best. Oh, Werner, here he is. That's Everybody. right. It oh. is time to sound the spoiler klaxon. It is me. It is yeah. Werner. I get my own introduction, so now I have moved up in the world after so much disarray. It's a new season. It's the third episode of a new season. There's no point in pretending. You, did you know that General George Patton once said better to fight for something than live for nothing? I don't know if that's true, but that's what it is according to him. All aboard my magical train of spoilers and rainbows. What is that Caitlin and Bush? There is a clear order in which to watch Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 3, and then listen to our podcast. Okay, thank you, Werner. Here we go again. Punch it! I am Boba Fett. Speak freely. The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 3, released on January 12th, 2022 on... Disney Plus, directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by John Favreau. And I'm going to start out by saying I have a big hot take. Oh, whoa, whoa. Right at the start here. I'm not going to start. I'm going to save it for the end of the discussion. Oh, okay. I just want you to know you're teasing your hot take. So just anticipation. Wow. Oh, Mr. Segments within segments. (laughs) This better be. Good. Oh, I'm sorry, mailman Matt. Well, now the uh, the requirement here is is very high, Brian. This better be yeah. one hell of a oh. hot take. If yeah, you're teasing yeah. This <laughs> to build this oh, anticipation. Oh, yeah. oh, believe me, when I you see what I'm doing, it's going oh, to yeah. be so good. Oh, okay. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. good. It's a okay. good take. Right. No, it's a. You can tell him what I was doing, man. Yeah, yeah, you were holding your microphone like you're in the recording booth, right? You know, like I'm a DJ. Like, like you're a DJ. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That. That's what all the kids. Are, that's what all the children are doing. Right, we're gonna Youths. get to that in a minute. Yeah, like the uh, like the iMac, the iMac gang of youth. <laughs> Let's get to it. Oh, I want to talk. It's gonna yes. be good. It's gonna be good. Into the episode. What do we begin with? Outside the palace, a Bomar monk. Yes. And yeah. Anybody who's been listening to our show a couple epigo uh, epigodes, a couple epigodes <laughs> or so. Um, we talked about what the Bomar monk is. I'm not gonna repeat all that for. Caitlin's sanity. I will say my uh my my lovely roommate who is is not a Star Wars person uh was walking by as I was turning starting this episode and she just pauses for a second and stares at the screen as the monk is walking by. She goes, "Well, I'm gonna see that in my nightmares tonight." Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on the Bomar monks, we actually the, this Bomar monk in particular, Caitlin's mother had something to say about it. Caitlin's mother. Oh. What, what what was your response? I would like to see more of that character. She always I, knows. I True. totally agree with that. I'm yeah. so fascinated by these wonderful creatures. Yep. I, would, uh, I want yeah. more. I, 
yeah, a colleague more. of ours covering it this morning. He's he's like, and I know what a Bomar monk is because of your show. Oh, there and, you go. <laughs> and and I said, and I said, you just made my day because sometimes you just don't think anyone listens. And no, I was that, like, that's true. Bless you. You both know who I'm talking about. And yes. so do you. If yeah. you're listening to this, we love you and bless you. Anyway, so. Um, for more on the Bomar Monk, uh, that we co- when we covered the trailer, we talked about the Bomar Monk. For Caitlin's sanity, we're not going to discuss it again. Inside 8D8, Matt Berry is giving a hollow presentation using an <laughs> astromech. Um, so it's a little bit of a classic astromech briefing with hollow map, except it's really dry and about crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you pretty much hear the five families. We got to go meet with Salazzo and... You don't want to screw with the Tatalias. <laughs> also, information I feel like Boba should have got on day one. It right. seems like, like he's been living he there for like a now? month. And he's like, let me let me boot up. I just found the Astromech. I dusted him off. How is this <laughs> not in the packet? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't know. How was that? How was to, to talk like you guys? Yeah. How, how did somebody not make him a deck? Yeah. 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 Where is the deck? You Truly. know? Yeah. Get Matt, a deck. Our, our deck enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. I love a good yeah, deck. He, loves, he never met a deck. He didn't want to. <laughs> show people over zoom <laughs> anyway the short gist is after the sail barge disaster there was a power vacuum we knew this we know this we noticed bib fortuna assumed jabba's mantle and under his watchful eye Mossespa was divided among three families the trandoshans which recently reminded remember we used to call them trash doshans yeah I trash doshans wow, i yeah. think we should call them that again agreed that was, that was good absolutely yeah that was a good burn the trandoshans that we <laughs> That we meet in this show are very trashy. Okay, so the trash doshans, they got the city center, Matt. The trash doshans got the city center. Got that? Caitlin. Caitlin. You got that? Now, Caitlin. Yeah. The the workers' district. You got Trotsky. Not really. You got the Aqualish, the workers' district. Mm -hmm. And then the Clatoonians, the Stalwart, and the Upper Sprawl, whatever You know, whatever that is. So I imagine that's where the slave quarters are, you know, wherever they put stuff they don't want to deal with, like that one room in my house. Master Bib did not have the power of Jabba, shocker, so he relied on uneasy alliances to preserve his tribute and title, all of this while lining the pockets of our favorite character, Mayor Mock Shaiz. And now he just looks at it and goes, well, now everybody's waiting to see what kind of leader you are. And I was like, as am I. I bet it's going to have something to do with respect. Um, (laughs) But, you know, they didn't see the trailer or we did. The mayor doesn't have the power to send assassins. So who did? We don't know yet. You want me to ask around? And he says, would they know if you did? She says, we should assume so. (laughs) Every every single line out of her mouth is just pure gold to just, it, just it nothing is, but one liners. Well, and it's always like, yeah. can I kill this person? Can I please yes. just it's let me like go kill this person? Yeah. I thrive. It's like, oh, did you know you should, you should watch them. It's like, oh, I already am. It's like <laughs> l- l- little things like that yeah. when she's not kicking the, the, the drug out of somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, giving these lines. She, you right. know, later she shows up, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but she shows up kind of late to something Later, oh. yes, that makes yes. me have questions, but we'll get to that. That's an excellent point because a lot of people show up late to something, uh-huh. something where I'm like, "How did everybody let this happen? Yep. Um, how <laughs> yeah. did how did this take place? Because the person that got through wasn't really stealthy; sticks no. out a little bit. No, just a little bit. 
Anyway. Yeah. Look Everybody that. looked forward to that in about, what, five minutes? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. So a Gamorrean <laughs> says a vassal is here with no appointment. Boba lets them in. Perhaps we'll learn what's really going on in this murky fan. I'm like... Wow, Ooh, there's a lot. Very yeah. good, Matt. You 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 you're a fan of murky fens. You're Listen, always finding. As a them. man who grew up in a murky fen, oh. it's it's not with something to joke around about. You know, you got in one little I fight. Don't. Your mom got scared. <laughs> move it to a murky fen down in Bel Air. I don't know. Oh, you move to the murky fen. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd move out of the murky fen. Actually, murky yeah, the murky fen was an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Let's try <laughs> playing it. basketball in a, in a murky fen. Yeah. Anyway. Um, who comes in? Lorth Appeal, a watermonger, played by the great Stephen Root. Yes. I I must have missed the memo or something. I didn't know he was going to be on this show. Did either of you know he was coming yeah, up? I think we, we had a couple of those in, in Mando as well. You know, people who show up and you're just like, oh, that person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, cool. oh, Amy Sedaris, yeah. who I never thought I'd see in Star Wars. I, I, <laughs> Bill I, Burr. I, I mean, this is, yeah, this yeah. is, not, but I didn't remember him in any trailers. I don't remember any of the trades ruining it for us. I, I don't remember seeing anything. Stephen Root is um, I, I, known for the sitcom News Radio. Yeah. Free advertising, that's something you just can't buy. <laughs> Matt. I know your beloved office space. He's, he's a big part space. of that yep. with his stapler. Yep. I used to be over by the window and I could see the squirrels and they were married. <laughs> Dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> Hell for love. Good times. He, he's one of those actors that can play. He plays low status as well as he plays high status. Yes, absolutely. He does both really well. He's in a lot of work with the Coen brothers. Yes. I think he's in their their latest movie uh, coming out soon, but he's also in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He's all over the place. He's one of these character actors that can really do anything, and I love him so much and was so happy to see him in Star Wars. Well, with apologies, sir. No one respects you. <laughs> He's like after Bib, Bib turned K? the street. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you see everybody Rude? in this room. You're just gonna wait. Well, you're just out with it, right? <laughs> it's like Matt. No one respects you. Like, tell us how you really feel, man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I know. See, I was just acting. <laughs> okay. You, oh, okay. Yeah, but. <laughs> You didn't take it well, and then you're like, oh, he's not wrong. Yeah, no. Um, no, of course. I respect you. Oh, I respect thank you. you. Thank you. Except yeah. most, most of the time. Most of the time. Um, so after Bib, the streets have turned to chaos, and he has a petition. A street gang of insolent youths. You, He said, literally says, insolent <laughs> youths. Insolent youths. Uh, yeah, and I immediately, yep. he immediately, for the for youths, I cannot hear anyone other than Max Greenfield. Anyone says <laughs> youths. Youths. <Yeah>. Youths. <laughs> youths. I think it might be my cousin Vinny. Two youths, youths. sir. What youths. is a youth? Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. Yeah. So I wore <laughs> this ridiculous thing for you. You're on contempt of court. Oh, that's a surprise. Um, I can go on. Yeah. Kate, Caitlin, if we could just veer off, if, if you'll yeah. indulge me, can you do your best impression of Marissa Tomei just saying the phrase Buick Skylark? Buick Skylark. <laughs> just that, just that, those two words. Yeah. Can you just do- as, as, a, yeah. as a belated oh, Life Day gift? God. I haven't seen it in so long that I can't even imagine the, the Bu- cadence Buick of it in Skylark. my brain. Buick Skylark. 
Buick Skylock. There yeah. you go. That was good. Thank you. That was good. That was really I good. I would love to hear this. <laughs> oh, thank you. You just made my night. Caitlin. Caitlin Ambush, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Thank you. And uh, other galaxies. As a, <laughs> as a special treat, Marissa Tomei is here. What about Marissa Tomei? No, okay. Okay. Um. So the youths. What is a youth? This has never happened before, and he keeps saying, and I'm insulted on your behalf, is his repeated phrase. He keeps saying this. Uh, such which a little, is, the, it, it's, it's very passive aggressive, isn't it, Caitlin? It's, it's like, it's, and this it's, keeps it's, having it. It's gross. It's gross. I'm, I'm insulted for you, Caitlin. Mm, mm, thank you. <laughs> but, yes. but this is what's been happening. It's very yeah. mean girls. Chop off his head. Yeah. Yeah. Off with his head. And, and he's like, no, Fennec. Um, <laughs> she used to say that. Um, so he brokers sales on behalf of the vapor farmers. So I'm thinking, okay, this is where the moisture farmers sell their sell yeah. their moisture. Yeah, he's a middleman, and and as we find out, gouging. Tatooine was once completely covered with water. It, it's fascinating, actually. And what is this gang? We knew it. We, did, uh, we, we had an entire discussion about this last week. We did, and yeah. and now that they've mentioned it twice, it makes me think like, okay. What what's happening? Is this going to be Is this going to be a thing? Like Boba's got to go to the center of Tatooine and, and restore fight, the water, and, and all of a yeah, sudden there's like a geyser. Turn the that... water on. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's going to exactly. find the lost city of Atlantis at the base of Tatooine. Right, right, exactly. I hope not. <laughs> that's that's well, a all, very all bad thing. Is when we when we go, I don't know. We'll sound the hot take alarm. <laughs> Someone call Milo. Milo. <laughs> Have you never seen Atlantis? No, the lost I Empire. Oh my god. No, I haven't. Disney? Am I about to get shamed? Now, we've all heard of the legend of Atlantis. It's a good thing I'm not a fat Gamorrean. Moving on. 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 I don't have have time to unpack this right now. There's there's only so many hours in the day. Um, I I have a feeling I'm about to watch it very soon. (laughs) Okay. Um, But this is a couple listeners have pointed out after our conversation last week, and this only supports it, that there's, there's, there's a... There are dune comparisons to be made mm. between Kaladin, a lot of water, Ar- Ar- Arrakis, obviously complete sand. Mm. Um, and this isn't. And we, I, 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 when we do see Tatooine again, we only see, after this. I believe only Rise of Skywalker at the very end. I, I didn't see no water there. Oh, okay, good. That's so good. I mean, that, I, yeah. I think you're okay. Yeah, okay. You, Milo, Caitlin, and Bush, Marissa, Tomei, <laughs> everyone's okay. So he says the gang. He's like they're made up of half man, half machine, all cop. No, not really. Um, it's they're <laughs> they're modified with droid parts. So it's like so it's kind of like cyborg, cyberpunk thing going on. Reminded me a little bit of of Baylor, when they show up, Baylor Valance uh, mm. from the comics. If any 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 listeners are comic readers, mm. he's like, get rid of these people, and I'll double my tribute. So we cut to Mos Espa at night, and he comes across this gang, and they're enjoying the water. They're just openly enjoying the water <laughs> that they stole. They're partying yeah. <laughs> around the campfire, swinging water. And we got, and they're all, they got their, the youths, they got their, some of them has a, has a cybernetic eye. They're all just drinking up this water left and right. And, and he comes out, um, Lortha runs out and I'll, I'll get to who they are in a second. Cause you, you guys are, are going to be the ones to take who these, who these, this gang is. Um, he runs out <laughs> pissed and he's like, they owe me 1300. And Boba says, you're going to get 500. Obviously he doesn't like this guy or respect him. After he talks with the youths a little bit, it's clear that this guy is a Sleemo. He's like that. He's he's literally that meme. That's like, Hey kids, how do you do fellow kids? 
What? Hey, fellow well, like, kids. Yeah. Hey, fellow how, kids. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> I'm cool, too. I got a helmet and a, and a backpack. But he's also, it's like, uh, how, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> um, but Lortha, uh, Stephen Root, is obviously gouging, and Boba says, if you don't like it, you can move to Moss Eisley. So that makes me think Moss Eisley is looked down upon by Moss Eisley. Yeah, definitely. Scum and villainy. And, and so he ends up, he, he has no respect for Stephen Root or his career. And then he says, the rest of you gather up your geck and follow me. He's like, you want to work or not? Before we cut to the credits, we're going to, this gang, guys, take it away with this gang. Because one of them, speeder bike girl, is here. But there's a little more to her than meets the eye. Caitlin Bush, what's going on? She is played, the leader of this gang is played by Sophie Thatcher, who is one of the leads in the Showtime series Yellow Jackets, which is mm. freaking amazing. And if no one has watched okay. it, you absolutely should. Uh, she I- plays sure the younger are, version yeah. of Juliette Lewis's character. Interesting. Mm. All right, so, I got to get on this now. I've been seeing it all over the Twitter. So I got to get on this. Matt, you haven't seen it? I don't have Showtime. I got to get another network now. I got to pay for Showtime now. You know, I don't Yes. Know. If I, I have I, to I, watch yeah. Atlantis, then you have to watch this. <laughs> you both Ideal. have to watch Atlantis, apparently. <laughs> all Matt, right. you haven't seen Atlantis? Uh, moving on. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's a no. Caitlin, <laughs> he doesn't know what an on birthday is. Um, so anyway, so, so, and there, there are some others. They never, we don't get any names. Some of them said one of them is, I think, named Drash, but the, the credits at the end had no names for these guys. I'm hoping we get them soon. Locutus is one of them. Look. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> they're they're gonna cutest. be around for a while. Yeah, one of them. And one of them. The one of them is so cutest is because he's really adorable. My favorite I'm thing. So cutest a Borg about these kids, other than and we've kind of mentioned this, other than all of their cybernetic enhancements, like the Sophie, Sophie Thatcher has a, a one of her arms is is completely it looks like a droid arm. Um, yeah. they all have multicolored. Yeah. speeder Vespa things oh that look like <laughs> oh literally God. nothing else we have ever seen like in, they, they, yeah. in Star they, Wars. They, they've they got are like the Cadillac weirdest grills looking. on the side. Yes, they're so shiny. And I like, have the so colors. many questions about yeah. this yes. group. Okay, I mean, I, should I just start firing away? Just do it. Just Rant do it. away. Just do oh, it. Okay, Go okay, off. Okay, okay, all right. Go so off. The bikes. Okay. The bikes. Are the colors a thing? Like first of all, let's let's not even talk about the bikes themselves. The colors, the colors, like they're the, so br- the Power like, Rangers. That's what it is. Nineteen ninety iMac uh, collection. <laughs> yes, they Just, are teenagers with attitude. But you think that, like, yeah, like, are the, is that part of their thing? Because like we've seen some weird gangs in Star Wars. You know, wear wearing weird stuff, doing weird stuff. Is their thing? Just like you know, we're the Rainbow Kids. Well, you refer to their bikes as, as kind of. <laughs> We're the Rainbow Kids of Tatooine. The Reading Rainbow is here again. Is that their gang? Is that their official name, the Rainbow Kids? No, I think it's uh, Carly Rae Jepsen and the Moss Vespas. Ah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Moss Vespa? Okay. Yeah. How long have you been waiting for that to happen? I, I saw that on Twitter. I can't take it. I can't take credit for that one, but I think it's fantastic. There's like not actually a a, a name that this gang of of youths is given, right? No, like, they're 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 just youths, and the the power. Well, speeder bike girl. Um, that's what I'm gonna call her for your yellow jackets girl yeah. or Nat. 
Um, but Matt, you also made a comparison with the bikes. You said they, you said they look like what? The minute you, you posted, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry because here's the thing. Like, you know, like remember, like the late '90s when like everything was every product was obsessed with like the see-through multicolor. Yeah, well, Caitlin wasn't born yet, but yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have a feeling Caitlin remembers a little bit on this. You yeah. had the multicolored. You know, a little bit. A little bit. The multicolored Game Boys. You had the multicolored Nintendo 64s, the multicolored yeah, iMacs. Exactly. It was just, it's a very big thing, you know, to, to have like different versions of the same thing. And that's thing. coming you get back the blue one, the now. red one. Apple it is now coming back. has all of their yep. iMacs come in these same multiple colors that they used to make them in in the 90s. So, so, right, do, the right. so do the Switches. Right. So do the yes. Switches. Right. I have a yellow Switch. So do I. Samesies. They just went to Tashi Station and they're like, okay, which one are you going to get? I'm going to get the red one. You're going to get the green one. But I want the red one. <laughs> No, but okay. I'm red because I'm passionate. <laughs> the leader. Okay. So we do see, I mean, in Attack of the Clones, you know, the speeder Anakin steals is yellow. That reminds yeah. me of this a little bit. Bail Organa's speeder of yeah. the same make in Revenge of the Sith is a, that bright red. Yeah. I think there's a little precedent. Absolutely. But you're right that the rainbow effect is, it reminds me of when they tried to give the Daleks a rainbow spread of colors in yes. season five of yeah. Doctor Who, and it it lasted maybe a, it, it, a season because everyone hated it. Hated it. <laughs> it was like no, no, no. Well, let me be clear. I don't hate it. It was, no. but it was a choice. Like yeah. it was a it was a decision. Oh. No, I I don't hate. I the reverse of it. I, love, I love it. it. I love it. I need to see more of it. I need to this see. I love it. I need to see more of it. I think it's unhinged, and I want to know everything about these children. I want to know everything about their backstory. How did they afford the well? Well, the way they're still in this water, they probably stole these bikes. I mean, these youths, youths. But yeah, how do they afford? Like those are that's some chrome. Like that is shit. Yeah, that's some serious. It's obviously a lifestyle. Or like they are they the rich kids of Tatooine? It's like the money. You know, you, know? you might be onto something because 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 cybernetics putting implanting in them isn't cheap. Yeah, that, yeah, maybe they are. And yeah, one of them, exactly. he was, says, he's like, look, I'm proud of my eye. It wasn't cheaps or something like that at the end. He's like, okay. and neither was my weird squish Cadillac back that has about eight rear view mirrors. <laughs> but then, you know, and then the the mis, misbegotten youth uh, of yeah. the, the rich upper class are, right. you know, hanging out in the streets because they're. Street rats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't buy that. No, I do buy that is the thing. <laughs> but yeah, like, so you see, the more you think about them, the more interesting they get. There's obviously a thing to them, like the multicolor bikes. I cannot the, wait the, to see more the, of them. Or, yeah, we need to see more. Okay, toy set of them comes out. Matt Romano, you buying it? Last question <laughs> on this. <laughs> not not yet. I might buy the, well, the yes. cool, cool, cool Boba Fett. I want the cool Boba Fett action figure who's walking up think, with a skateboard yeah. and his backwards hat. And he's like, I, I like Vespas too. <laughs> now, if these, when these kids were growing up, do you think they had cool tools? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But do you know what I bet they did have? Crossfire! Anyway. So that's what exact Boba does what he does best. Instead of, okay, that guy sucks. These kids are kind of cool. They got these bikes that I've barely seen. We got, we'll, we'll, and they really, I'll say one last thing about the colors of the bikes. It's, it's very striking of the, uh, against the tan of Tatooine. Yes. They really stand out. They look like nothing else sun. is there. And it's just, it's, it's weird and beautiful. And I love it. They're um, a Lego set come to life for, <laughs> For Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. The toys. They're like the. They're toys. You didn't, think that went, you didn't think that went all the way through, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. And they make my head spin. <laughs> this gang. Moving on. <laughs> they make his head spin. 
But Boba does what he does because he's like, okay, this is something I can use. I'm going to bring him into the family. You work for me now. You, you listen to me now. Listen, you work for me now. That's what I'm trying to do, Doc Ock. It's not working. Anyway, oh. they get on their speeders and title the book of Boba Fett, chapter three, The Streets of Mos Espa. Outside the palace, we see a womp rat gets taken by a bird before the wart can get at it. It burps anyway. So the wart, two R's. He's still out there. Yeah, cool. Good for him. Hang yeah, out. I think it's cool. Yeah, I believe it was Brett Miller said last week we thought one of the creatures when they're combing the desert that burst up was a wart. And I thought oh. so too, but we didn't get a close enough look. But don't worry, wart watch is now complete because <laughs> we see it. <laughs> In the tank. Boba's in the tank. We cut to a flashback. And again, we're we're back at Camino first. So from the sand, cut to water. And it's the same moment we saw last week of the slave one leaving. And I'm wondering, what's the deal? Why does he keep remembering this? Something happened here. Yeah. yeah. This, this yeah. is a formative moment for in Boba's mind. Yeah. Do we think possibly it was Django leaving to go to Coruscant to hire Zam? Um. Who hires a satellite? Who hires worms to kill Padme? <laughs> the beginning, the beginning of the end, kind of. Yeah, yeah. it's like because that was it's like, and the whole point was to lead some Jedi back here. Do you think that's maybe where Django was going? That might mm. be it. That's a good guess. I just came up solid, with that just now. Yeah, that could be a very solid guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sound the hot take alarm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. If I'm wrong, I don't really care. Yeah, anyway. So we see that again. Back with the Tuscans, Boba in full garb on a bantha, and how beautiful were these shots of so him gorgeous. riding across yeah. the desert Majestic. under the twin suns. Ah, oh, the the majesty. I figured that's why they didn't give him a speeder. They were like, you know, you'd look a lot cooler if you took a Bantha. Even Bantha. <laughs> but he does. He does, yeah. and he does. It's just yeah. moving slowly. He's just like yeah. jiving with it like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at shots like this, and I was like, I, I forget it, man. I will never be that cool. It's like, <laughs> I will never be as cool as Demora Morrison. Yeah. Back before everything was multicolored, when we used to write on stone tablets, <laughs> let me tell you. So he's he's riding across the desert to Moss Eisley. He goes to Moss Eisley. He asks some Jawas about where the Pikes do business there, who we know in the flashback world, the Pikes were all much ado about the sand piercer, as some fans have, have yeah. dubbed it <laughs> yeah. last yeah. week. Yeah. So he's going to go settle some stuff. We see stormtrooper helmets being put on spikes. Similar to... The, yeah. the thing yeah. in Mando. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but <laughs> and if you look behind, you see Pelimato walking behind with pit droids following. So yeah. I'm betting that this this flashback moment at least is before chapter five of Mando because he hasn't we haven't seen him go and get Fennec Shand or anything yet. Probably right before that chronologically. Yeah. We yeah. don't know. Could be. Could not be. Yeah. I don't know. He hitches his bantha and go I like he hitches it just like a horse. Like, right. Yeah. Like that thing I, couldn't I, just, you know, pull it out if it felt like yeah. it. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, Caitlin. I immediately want the Bantha mod for Red Dead Redemption too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he hitches the Bantha, he goes to meet with a Pike who is this is the voice of Phil Lamar. Not oh. only a voiceover legend and legend. live action as well, legend. but but legend in Star Wars voiceover too, Kit Fisto, yeah. among many other voices. I'm collecting on behalf of the Tuscans of the Dune Sea. And the Pike mentions their home planet of Obadiah, which we've seen in the Clone Wars. He also says, we can only pay off one party at a time. Apparently, they're already paying off the Kinton Striders, who are also 
they're giving them protection money as well for the same territory. And we're kind and of I'm led to believe guess- that it's the dudes on the speeders who we saw yeah. earlier because he yeah. mentions that they have speeders. It's hmm. the Nikto speeder gang. Yeah, that's they love two things: speeders and putting their symbol on anything Everything. with a feasible flat surface. What is it about Tatooine? It's like the gangs of New York. They're all like got their they all got a thing. It's almost you know? like it's the ideal yeah. place to set a crime series. I don't know. <laughs> you did it, Brian. You nailed it. That's right. You got it. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> um, writing back, there's smoke on the horizon, and uh oh, the camp is burned. The tribe is dead. That happened a lot sooner than I thought it was going to. It's like, well, that'll be in like second to last episode. Nope. Next time they're all dead. (laughs) You called it. You called it. Literally, we just said last week. The chief is dead. We know that. We see the chief and his trademark staff is dead. The symbol, the symbol of the gang, if it's the, the Kinton Striders, whatever, great focus group name, guys, um, (laughs) is left on the remnants of a tent. Boba burns the bodies. He puts the chief's staff on almost last. And then last is the kid's little yep. gaffy stick branch, which he holds. And this is such a Caitlin and Bush thoughts on this moment. I, I I was. It's so sweet. And I love that there's, there's no, they stick to the imagery of it. It's very simple. Boba doesn't say anything. He very, he doesn't even really show any emotion that he is showing is so minute because he's holding all of his emotion back because you know that he's feeling so much right now. These are the first people that have probably taken him in that he's had a relationship with in God knows how many years um, at this point. So he's clearly feeling a lot and it's just, it is a nice, horrible moment for all of us (laughs) to feel really bad for Boba and for these Tuscans who we just got to know and who I really liked. Yeah, I did too. I'm glad we didn't, we didn't need to see the kid's body. But now holding the stick is like, okay, the kid's dead. We don't see the Tuscan warrior's body, the one who trains him. So she mm. could have survived. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, Potentially. you know, didn't, didn't see a body. I don't, don't mind know. that. That'd be cool. But yeah. for the deaths of most, if not all of the Tuscan tribe, cannon, cannon, fire. <laughs> and then Boba leads the Bantha away, but he gets ripped out of the flashback, ripped out of the dream and ripped out of his back to tank. In an unexpected Rude. way, Caitlin and Bush, what happens? <laughs> All of a sudden, he's got a Wookiee up in his business. <laughs> like, what? Don't just hate when that happens, when you're Sir. just trying to take a bath and a Wookiee. And just- a Wookiee <laughs> nabs you out of your, out of your pod. <laughs> yeah. That's another classic Caitlin t-shirt saying, <laughs> all of a sudden, a Wookiee's up in his business. <laughs> yeah, he just gets... The- Tank gets ripped out and Black Kersantan is is here and just rips him out of the thing, throws him onto the so floor, weird. and he's in his underwear. Yeah. And this is what we were talking about before, Kate. Is this this is the moment where it's like, how did he get in there? Right. Yeah. Honestly, like how like that is a large creature. That is large for even a Wookiee. Yeah. So how the heck with all of his guards everywhere, with with two giant green pigmen with his his <laughs> his uh, his his band of youths roaming around and with Finnick Shan supposedly god knows where where and uh, it takes her so long to show up it takes her uh, minutes where was she i think he crawled up the side because he's got those big windows you know because we've seen in every uh, before we go to the flashback we always see the wind blowing through the like so he's got big pretty big windows i bet he climbed mm-hmm. up Came inside. Okay. 
You know, the youths are outside drinking water, you know, doing whatever the youths do. As the youths do. Putting putting Steven Root's water on their steaks. (laughs) They're better this way. They really are. Don't waste the water. Please stop doing that to the... Please stop. No, we're not. We just want four waters. Um, No, so you're saying, Matt, that's where the attack happens. Not from the front, but from the side. From the side. The other two black croissantins. Yeah. You didn't even know we're there. Still doesn't <laughs> exactly. explain why it takes Phoenix so freaking long to get to him. That's true. I mean, he shouldn't be going in that tank alone. Like, there should be one she of those was, pig men outside the... Uh, she was probably tank. answering yeah. some emails. Lord. Sorry for the late reply. I want to kill you. <laughs> Fennec Shand. I hope this email finds you well. And she's like, it doesn't. Um, so now he's, he's Boba Fett's fighting this Wookiee from the comics in his underwear, and he's sopping wet. And this reminded me of, of Eastern Promises a little bit, where Vigo is fighting off like five guys naked. Um, it's, it's the, it's the PG star Wars equivalent of that. I, I don't expect that reference to get much play, but I don't know. It reminded me of that. Nope. It doesn't go well. Uh, black croissant and has him in a crunch. And then thankfully in comes the gang who work for him now, and they've got a whole bunch of weapons they're using. Yeah. What, what do we got? What, what it's fancy cybernetic Tasers. weapons yeah. do we have? Nothing really can get at him because Caitlin, as you pointed out, this is one big damn Wookiee. The Gamorians enter the, enter the chat. They, they try to help, but they don't do much better. The, the, the Wookiee f- bites one of them. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. One, of, well, one of them does stab him. Like yeah. he does get That's stabbed true. a couple times, but with a very small knife. Oh, it's man. like, where's the smallest knife and or pin we have? Let's use this on to the fight giant, the biggest dude. Yeah, uh, on the giant, <laughs> most giantest Wookiee we've ever seen. Yes, that includes you, Tarful. <laughs> anyway, they finally, the fight escalates to the main audience chamber and Fennec finally gets there and sends uh Kersantin into the empty rancor pit. He hangs on for a second, but here's where she plucks that little knife from the butt of her rifle, throws it. We've saw, seen this in many of the, the trailers of the TV spots, it nails him in the hand and he falls and he's in the rancor pit. Yep. Boba comes and tells him, Get him to the back to tank because he was stabbed a few times. And Fennec doesn't look happy about this. So again, anytime Boba says, don't kill him, let's see if we can use him first. Mm-hmm. Fennec is like, trust no one. And I'm a little surprised Boba is too, but yeah. also I'm happy. I, I, at this point, I was actually just happy that Chrysanthem lived. I was right. like, yes. please don't kill him. Please join him. Yeah. Boba says, and uh, we cut to Boba and Fe- talk about food, Matt. This must have made you happy. Oh, They're yeah. They're sitting at a whole criff load of food, wine, everything, and, and Fennec's living it up. She's got her feet on the table and she's loving it. Who made this? Who made this food? Well, an astromech. It's in the show, Astro, the astromech serving droid. Okay. R2, R2 started a whole movement, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I guess so. We see yeah. it in the sanctuary also. Yeah. Astromechs are meant to be are meant to be waiters, not mechanics, obviously. It's their true calling. So the astromech is, yeah, he's back there making a quiche, you tell me? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I, I don't have the menu. I wasn't invited. <laughs> But mini quiches, probably. Yeah, mini quiches. At yeah. one point, at one point, uh, Finnick is just picking up what looks like a turkey leg that you find at like yeah. Disney World <laughs> and or something. Just, yeah, <laughs> it's like the medieval turkey leg. And I instantly thought of Matt and thought that he'd say it looked delicious. Now, now you're just ruining it. Delicious. Uh, that's, we, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let's try it again, but this time as a human being. Delicious. Okay, no, still doesn't work. That's by the way the note I get. I get that note in auditions constantly. It's a, it's a, it's Ooh. a wonder. Let's I don't try. Work. Did they That's say? Annoying. Do they say? Let's try it like a human being. 
Yep. Okay, we have that. Now try one as a human being. <laughs> Wow. And they're completely serious. It's That's a offensive. serious note. Brutal. Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to be on Gotham. Anyway. Um, so Fennec says, you're the head of a family. You should enjoy the trappings. And Boba says, I need to respond. Everyone is watching, waiting for me to make the next move. He says this like four times too. He is yeah. stuck on this. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. He says he has to send a message. And she says, you already did. They sent Kurtzantan to kill you. And now he's locked up in your dungeon. They have to do something. And 88 comes in and says, The twins are here. They have brought a gift. And here we go. The big gate opens, the big gate of the whole palace, and the twins are out on their litter. Oh, man. out in front. They just walked on their litter the whole way, all the way to the palace. They left, like, in episode two, and they just got there. (laughs) Episode three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they say, don't touch Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> the huts are nice that we haven't given them more of a ribbing because yeah. longtime listeners will remember they tried to kill us. They canceled they us. Did. They did a lot. Like yeah. the huts are they not did. our friends. Yeah. And I feel like if anything, we're being very nice to them. Very nice. So they say we have come to apologize. No, they say we have come to apologize. <laughs> one has the little fan. And the other one, in case we thought it would not make a reappearance, (laughs) takes the little white furry creature out of what looks like a jar of water and starts running it all over himself. It's just abuse. It is is abuse of small, perfect creatures. Anyway, I'm moving on because I'm going to get really- We are not going to move on. No, we can't move on. We we have I have a theory about them. Um, Well, I don't, but the whole internet does. (laughs) These, as we've called them, sentient loofahs. Uh, Listener Pat Piper pointed this out, as did a few others, that that these furry little creatures are most likely hoojibs, H-O-O-J-I-B-S, little fight worry creatures from the planet Arbra. Why does that sound familiar? Kevin Scott recently made them canon in the Star Wars Adventures comic annual in November of 2021. It was recent and it was that little comic story was called The Hoojib Menace. But in non-canon, they had many appearances in the 1977 comic, as well as, get this, the read-along record, Planet of the Hoojibs, which stars Chewbacca. That's, I've heard of that. Yep. That's why that sounds familiar. You've heard of it, and it's some episode. episoint. Well, I just can't get that word today. Yeah, yeah, you get Some episoint boon. You're going to hear it for real because I happen to own it. Oh, look at that. So I'm thinking a Spotchka Nights bonus where we all sat around the old campfire and gave a little. Oh my God, Caitlin did it. Mind blown. Caitlin did the voice. Um, we all sat around the fire and listened to Planet of the Hoojibs. But the Hoojibs also get a mention in my personal favorite Star Wars read-along record. Yes, I do have one. Star Wars Colors and Shapes. Um, so... We might throw both of those on for a Spotchka Nights bonus. I don't know. Wow. We're going to do some investigating, but I, and they've been, people have been tweeting at Pablo Hidalgo all week asking, are these hoojibs? Was that a hoojib? And he's like, I can't answer canonical, que- ask someone involved in the show. I am dodging the hoojib question. We asked Wikipedia, our good friends at Wikipedia. You did, yeah. The number one source for Star Wars on the internet. You just, yeah. you just flat out, our new friends, you're just like, oh, we just become friends. Give me free stuff. That's pretty much what you <laughs> All did. All of the information now. Yeah, well, they got back to us right away, and they said they they can't update it to be canon until it shows up in a book. You know, That's fair. So. That's a fair answer. More than fair. Or, or, or someone says, wow, that's a hoojib on the show. 
Um, so we don't know. It's in my heart, they're hoojibs. Yeah. Um, and hoojibs actually are not like poetry. They don't rhyme. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, the twins, <laughs> yes. What did the twins do? They sent Kersantan. And they are sorry. They bring their I'm sorry gift is- That happens so fast. Yeah. A rancor- that's brought up on a repulsor bed, a sleeping rancor. That it's, I don't know if it's sleep, but it is depressed, as we find out. Brought by rancor keeper Danny Trejo. <laughs> this is just the most perfect cat. Like, yeah. I, I would have never thought, oh, you know, if, if Danny Trejo were going to be in Star Wars, obviously he would be a rancor keeper. I would never thought of that, but it is the most perfect thing that has ever been put into Star Wars, that Danny Trejo is a rancor no, keeper. No, absolutely, Caitlin. And this is something I also don't remember. This may have been an announcement, but he, aside from being an insanely prolific actor, Danny Trejo is is in all kinds of things. He's He can do comedy. He can do serious. He is always well, Honestly, good. like where Robert Rodriguez goes, Danny Trejo that's, goes. That's oh, the thing. I, how did I not yeah. even make that connection? In, of course. He's one of Robert Rodriguez's most go-to guys. Yeah. But also, yeah. I... I, I I always think of him. He has like two lines in Anchorman, but he always kind of steals the movie <laughs> oh, for me. Yes. You know, times are changing. Ladies can do stuff now. And you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. He was in one of the Muppets reboots. Oh, yeah. Where he just like yeah. goes, he oh, just hangs out with Yeah, he Muppets. was in Muppets it's Now like as himself, yeah. as Danny Trejo. Yeah. Not to mention like machete in space. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's just like yes. ridiculous. Spy kids? Spy, Spy kids. kids, yeah. He's a Ooh. really nasty guy in Con Air. I mean, he's he's everywhere. And I just, I love him. I love Danny Trejo so much. And I'm so happy he's here. He's in Star Wars. And they don't never give us a name. Subtitles only ever say Rancor Keeper. So until they do, he's Danny Trejo, the Rancor Keeper. This is just like Nick Nolte, the Ugnaught, except 2.0. Yeah. I mean, also, let's talk about how the Huts gave him a Rancor, but at the same time, they also gave him a Rancor Keeper. Yeah. So they gave him... A person as like where where there's a line there's a line they, here. It's they just can't stop giving him gifts in this scene. It's right. like not only is a rancor, but also legendary actor Danny Trejo to take <laughs> care Danny of it. Trejo's he comes here. in and like, "Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me." Well, but but here's the thing that's funny about that though. It's like they they kind of rewrite a lot of rancor or they write rancor canon now and show Lord, you yeah. you know how yes. much like how loving creatures they are and how they bond with their. Uh, by their masters. So it kind of adds more weight to what happens in Return of the Jedi when Malakili, yeah. he cries and everybody always make fun of him when we were younger. It's like, oh, look at that guy crying over the rancor. Well, it's like, obviously there was some more emotional weight to that. And that's why Danny Trejo is following the rancor to Boba Fett. Yes, and he cries over over dead Patissa. And the thing we come to learn here is if the situation was reversed, Patissa would probably cry back. Yes, yes. If it was Malachili who would die, but Patissa would cry. Yes. And that's something I'd never considered before. Yeah. So anyway, um, we don't get his story name, as I said, but Danny Trejo, the Rancor Keeper, Cannon Cannon Fire! Clear off the twin, and I will consider a truce. The twins will go, uh, but not for that reason. They say the territory has already been promised to another syndicate. Now, here's a big, remember this line because this plays a big part in my hot take, which, yes, is still coming. But okay. remember this. Another syndicate we come to know is probably, we come to think it's probably the Pikes by the end of the episode is, yep. is, are the ones mm, that are That's what they it. are leading us to but believe, yes. has already been promised to another syndicate. Who did the promising? 
who promised it to the Pikes. Mm. Let's keep that in mind and move forward. The mayor. No, the mayor's working with the Pikes. But who did the promising? You may have just shot a little hole in my theory, but I'm going to stay, so I'm going to stay with you. <laughs> okay. Stay the course. Shut up, you. Stay the course. Okay, yeah. shut up. All right, I'm sorry. Stop I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. No, youths. <laughs> okay, so anyway, the rancor is Moochie. You bring up a good point, Matt, because immediately I saw the nose ring. I'm like, oh, here's Moochie, but yeah. I don't think it is. I don't think, because no. for reasons that we'll get into. Mayor Mok Shaiz. Actually, yeah, you, this is exactly what you just said, Caitlin. Mayor Mok Shaiz made the promise. So you're right. But who told him? Who told him to make that yeah. promise? I still want to hear the hot take later. Okay. I do. Okay. Now, we're, um, let's say we're going back to Huda. We don't want war. Bad for business. Boba, meanwhile, Kersantan has been brought out, offers him back, and tells him to go. And as they're going away, um, and the huts don't want him. They say, sell him back to the gladiators. He is our tribute to you. Their litter is very slowly turned, and they leave. Boba frees Kersantan, says, no hard feelings. And then says, "My what is my favorite line in the episode? Take it from an ex-bounty hunter. Don't work for skug holes. It's not worth it. Solid advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's good advice. And for skug hole, cannon, <laughs> cannon, fire. He runs off. Black croissant and just runs. He just, I don't know if he's running after the, after the huts or what. He just runs. <laughs> he seems like he's going to get really hot out there. I hope he has some water. I mean, you know. And also just very sad to see him go so quickly. I, know. I was really hoping he was going to stick around. Like, Bobby, we'll like, join the gang. Join me and my rainbow kids. My rainbow <laughs> kids. Look, the huts don't want him. So they're not going to let him on whatever conveyance they yeah. have. So if they go back to Mos Espa, we could see him come fl- floop in and save the day. Yeah. And I guarantee you, they made this whole outfit and everything and made this big a jump. He could show up in Mando. Yeah. And he, he could show up somewhere now. else. He has to. Yeah. Black croissant. I'm happy that you love him so much. Of course I love him. He's a Wookiee. I love a all weird Wookiees. Section, yeah. not, not a weird section of the internet, but there was some lust going yeah, on. I, know, I think I, it's no getting, one is surprised by that. All right. It's getting a little out of hand, and I think we've contributed to this because, you know, we went off on- No, we did Yes, we did. With the young uh, young Yoda and, and High Republic, okay, we talked a lot about that. You here's know? the thing, too, is, get, is like, <laughs> censors at the ready here. Ooh. ooh. 100% the people on the internet who are the monster f***ers are always going to take something like that and run with it. Oh, yeah, see, I don't know. So I, that's, that's a corner of the internet that I don't go near, Caitlin, I don't know. It's a scary place. I suggest everyone stay away. I don't know if I'd call him a monster, but wow, he's a f***ing monster. <laughs> okay, so let's go into, speaking of monsters, I know we usually call them big, stupid Star Wars monsters, but I'm wondering if we should start following Danny Trejo's example and call them emotionally complex creatures. Mm. You know what? Uh, I think that they have very similar rings. However, we had, we must acknowledge here uh, how much more lore, as Matt said, is added to Rancors here, and I am just touched by by Danny Trejo's love for l- Rancors. Yeah. And here's what we learn. Here's the Rancor lesson. The new Rancor is put in the hold. Boba says, why does it just lie there? And Danny Trejo starts us off wonderfully. He says, it is depressed. And I said, me too, Rancor, me too. <laughs> Same, bro. <laughs> this Rancor is all of us. We are now the Rancor. We are all it's, the Rancor. It's depressed. And Boba, says, and Boba says, why? It's been like, look, it's year three and we're still not done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Rancor's like, I've only eaten people over Zoom for two years. 
<laughs> Look, the amount of IMAX that this dude has chomped down, and I keep trying to tell him there's no protein in it, just parts. He says, Boba's like, the beast, this beast can feel such things. And then he says, Rancor are emotionally complex creatures. He says that this one was bred for fighting. He saved it for himself to train. And here's where we have a, a twilight breaking dawn. <laughs> thing going but here's on. also, but because Rancor's. Well, you thought of it too, right, yes, Caitlin? Yes, yes. The, the imprint, the imprint. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes. You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? But, you know, Rancors are the pit bulls of the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. They're big old sweethearts that, you know, people breed and then misunderstand and just because they're kind of big and scary looking. Boba's like, who who rescued who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like Rancors in Star Wars, the one like you buy a Rancor for your wife for Christmas, but they don't want to take care of it. So it ends up at the shelter a month later. And Danny Trejo comes and picks yeah. it up. And the, yeah. the shelter's overrun with Rancors that people didn't want from Life Day. Yes. Is that what you're saying? I'm way off. Anyway. <laughs> imprints on the first human it sees. Now that we arrived, I will begin his training. And that's why it has blinders on. And that's also why I'm pretty sure this is not Moochie. Because Moochie, as we yeah. know, saw yes. clones. Saw yeah. people who looked just like Boba. Saw clones or whatever. So... Moochie Watch is still in effect. Yeah, but you know what? On Moochie Watch, I think actually I'm going to close up Moochie Watch because you don't have the power to I'm do gonna that. close up because here's the thing about Moochie. I think you don't have the power to close up Moochie Watch for all <laughs> I'm of us. Closing it up. We're not going to see Moochie. You don't have that power. Okay? All Moochie did was set up the fact that like the huts, you know, collect rancors. There's a lot of rancors. It's a thing for the huts. We're never going to see Moochie again. Poor Moochie. In our hearts, maybe. <laughs> In our hearts, maybe. Yeah. Caitlin, <laughs> I don't know whether that do you. Co-sign on to that or 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 ask you whether you think Matt has the power to close down Moochie Watch. That I don't know which I to think ask. now that we have this Rancor, whose name we still do not know. Yeah, this I is don't the Rancor. This is yeah. the Rancor that we are going to see. And I don't think we're even, yeah. I don't think we are going to be lucky enough to have two Rancors. Yes. There you go. There you yeah. go. I think if I asked him, like, well, I want another. I think it's like, yeah, I, I think we've I've, I've gotten enough this time next year. That Rancor is going to be everywhere. It's going to be on your toaster. It's going to be on your. This uh, is the new Yoda baby. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm. I'm starting to think we won't see Moochie anyway. But Moochie watches in our hearts forever. forever. Matt. Okay, you just okay, can't okay, stop I'm sorry. it. Yeah. You can't stop that yeah, beat. Yeah. Caitlin, speaking of names and Rancor, if you if you had to name this Rancor right now, what would it be? Ooh. Lewis. Okay, Lewis yeah. the Rancor. Until this show tells us differently, that's what it is. Cannon, cannon, fire! And Danny Trejo says, they are powerful fighters, so that is what they most know. But they form strong bonds with their owners. It is said that the witches of Dathomir even rode them through the forests and fens. And also, I said, powerful fighters, that is what they know, form strong bonds with their owners. And Boba this whole time is looking at him like, kind of, kind of like clones, Mm, a little, yeah. a little bit of a way on it. Interesting. Bred for battle, yeah. bred for one thing. Yep. But they have, as we know, it's not so simple. Right. They are emotionally complex, yeah. and I think maybe, maybe that's why uh, Boba very clearly may take sees a it. He immediately this. just latches on. He is so emotionally attached to this rancor from the second he, season. He loves this he thing. Loves like he does. is smitten. There is a look in his in Boba's eyes that he has not. Tamora Morrison has not given to any other yep. thing ever. 
in yep. Star Wars. But when they talk about writing, and I like the Dathomir reference, which is a rare Night Sister reference in live yeah. action too, even though he says witches and, and Dathomir. It's he's not like Mother Talzin is especially like to do it. It's not, he doesn't go that far. But the cool thing is about writing Rancors in the Marvel High Republic comic, I believe issue number six, it wasn't so hard for Avar Chris to write a Rancor, which she does. And that's not really spoiling. It's right on the cover of that mm. comic. So check that out. Boba wants to learn how to ride this Rancor. The blinders are taken off because of the imprinting thing. And the Rancor sees Boba. And this is such a lovely moment. And and again, this whole anytime someone says imprinting, I'm ruined forever because I immediately yeah. think. Battle scars. Um, he pets it and he finds a nice spot and he's talking to it. And he's so Boba's so warm and cuddly in this point. And I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people want, you know, to- they're the Boba gone woke and they're making him nice or oh, whatever. God. And he's not Boba's a killer anymore. Like, nice. You're basing this off of seven minutes of screen time. It's like, <laughs> this is, there's a difference between who they want him to be and what you always thought he was. It's Boba is soft. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't know anything about it, and it's fine. And when he needs to kick ass, he does. Yeah, you can be more than people are complex. Okay, just like rancors. Yes, emotionally complex creatures. I don't, I'm not I'm not laying this at anybody's door, and I don't want to bitch and moan about it. But every now and then, people are saying, "No, he's a killer. He's supposed to be a high." And I'm like, "That's you boring." Calm down. We don't know anything. Expanded universe and legends, maybe you know, for a while did that, but. This is just, I'm not saying what, what's better, but this is a really interesting take. Yeah, and and the way I see it is like, because I'm, I'm one of those people that actually, I, I thought that's what he was, a killer, like a, uh, you know, I'm I'm surprised that the character attorney has taken this series. I thought it was going to go in a different direction. I'll just say that yeah, right off the same. bat. Yeah. But what I, I like to, what did. I go back to, yeah, but what I always go back to is that, hey, you go into a Sarlacc pit and you come out and see what happens. Yes. Just like we talked yeah. about a few weeks ago. It's like, I feel like it was just a life-changing event. And we could all get understand what that could do to you. And that's what happened to it's Boba Fett here. Literal rebirth. Yes. Yeah. I, I just I, I say it's like I to me, I've never liked the character more. Yeah. I've never related to the character more. And I am not we are we are doing this. We're not being paid. Lucasfilm is not paying. No, me anything. they can if they want to. So call me a shill or whatever you want to call me. It's like, <laughs> yes, I enjoy this. Yeah. And I really enjoy this character. So. You know, sue me, sue me. I like Boba through me. I love you. Anyway, so he's petting it, finding it a nice spot, and he's talking to it. And 88 interrupts. It's one of these comes in on the side. Is is a really, really funny moment. And Boba says, not now. I'm busy. I'm busy petting this giant beast. <laughs> he doesn't want to be bothered. He's, what's his time with just, his new friend? He finds yeah. a nice spot. He's like, oh, it's a nice spot. He's He's finding a spot. Turns out the mayor's office has gotten back to them. No appointments for many days. He tells uh, he tells Danny Trejo, full, feed him a full Ronto, which immediately made me think again, Ronto Roasters from Galaxy's Edge. And he goes up and tells Fennec to suit up. They aren't waiting. As he leaves, the Rancor is a little sad. And Danny Trejo says, don't worry, he'll be back. So... <laughs> Again, probably not Moochie, but for all of that Rancor history, as well as once again, Danny Trejo, cannon, cannon, fire. I think it's safe to say that Danny Trejo will be back. Yes. Right? Oh, he's got to be. He's got to teach him how to ride that thing. Yeah. You know? Like a banta, like a banta. <laughs> no, not like a banta. Nick Don't N- ride it like a Nick banta. Nolte taught Mando how to ride Blurgs. And now Danny Trejo's going to teach oh, Boba no. Fett how to it ride rhymes. It all it rhymes. It all rhymes. <laughs> it comes back. Damn it. Next week, Dame Maggie Smith 
<laughs> will teach Max Rebo how to re- ride a minor. Okay. Um, at the mayor's office, Boba Fennec and the Speeder Gang all pull up, and here's where we get the green, red, blue, yellow. Ooh. It's a, it's it's like Christmas and Hanukkah are being thrown at once here on Tatooine. And back with the clerk and the major domo all over again, who just immediately get the brush off, and we get a great line from Fennec. If you wish to continue breathing. I advise you to weigh your next words carefully. She's got the best freaking lines. Yeah. yeah. She's got the moves. But she's going to have to kill somebody soon. They they make a lot of threats. They got to kill somebody soon. It's true. They're always, they're always like, I'll kill you. But she, she has you know. she has not yet <laughs> begun to kill. Well, in the, the episode, not, not, I'm not doing this intentionally, but in the in the episode, The Tragedy and Mando, uh, she kills Quite a lot That's of There's a lot of death. Yeah. Each, yeah, every one of them had a mother. <laughs> okay. Um, the major domo says he can arrange some things and then he leaves and locks the door. Fennec forces the door and the mayor chamber is empty and Fennec gives us a good old dank Farrick. Outside, the major domo is in a speeder and racing off like a, excuse me, but a scared little <laughs> Fennec tells the gang to get after him and they all race off on their IMAX. <laughs> I like the, the Major Domo's speeder, though, because it reminds me of a cross between Luke's speeder and Han, young yeah. Han's solo yes. speeder yeah. jammed onto it. Kind of a mix, right? It's definitely like a Lexus. You know, he's got like a, you know, fancy speeder. We're like drifting. You know? yeah. Like yeah. we got some sport action on this, baby. Yeah. Tatooine drift. <laughs> That's really oh, what boy. this whole scene is. Is just like yeah. a, it's a fancy chase scene with all of the Vespas. It becomes like like Mario Kart. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, they got the colors. <laughs> they do. Actually, there is like a car in Mario Kart that looks almost exactly, exactly. like this. <laughs> oh my God. You're yeah. absolutely right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And who's no. the one who throws the blue shell? Caitlin and Bush, that's oh, who. No. They're Mario Kart. Every cards. time. They're, They're Mario Kart. No. Oh, no. But this is why you don't have a, a, a street race in the middle of Mos Espa, because yeah. the streets are small and they're jammed with references. <laughs> so they pass a protocol droid who has his face painted with markings, just like Jabba's translator droid from the Clone Wars movie and the series. Yep. Oh. And I was like, okay, I haven't seen that particular, at least I haven't in live action, the, the, the crosses on the face which was really cool. There's panic on the streets for this chase. Everyone just running out of the way. There's a Bantha, a pit droid narrowly manages to shrink down and then back up the gang, the youths catch up and they're using all of their cybernetic enhancements to try and stop the speeder. And one of them busts right through a painting of Jabba of the Hutt. Jabba. I like paused it multiple times to try and get as close as possible. And it's like, it's his, it's him, you know, having court with all it's of It's a Macquarie his- painting. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, the, it's, it's the it's the story art for Return of the Jedi. <laughs> but what surprised me was it's not Return like on a futuristic kind of canvas or anything. It's it's, it's just like a, a Rembrandt it's like an that they took painting. off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that that they that they bought at the art store. Boba's I was in like, the well, painting. <laughs> well, yes, he is. If you freeze oh it, he's God. in. It's like he's in that painting. It's crazy. Oh wow! Uh, but we then we then pass one of those droid pulled rickshaws that we see in Attack of the Clones, except there are a couple of Bith in this one. Um, okay, okay, remember remember oh, that dude? Yes. I, I love yeah. that part. Yeah. So, so they're still they still exist. Finally, cool girl Nat, sorry Nat from Yellow Jackets, nails this just full on crashes her bike right onto the speeder. It's like she just throws a full air conditioning unit at the speeder <laughs> and it stops, and it crashes into a lot of fruit. And I'm thinking, are they Melu runs? I was hoping they were Melu runs. Were you? I was were hoping. You? I was hoping they were. Oh, I think they are. 
I'm not alone. Yeah, I, I was hoping that they are, but you know. Hey, Matt, I'm not alone. <laughs> You're never alone, Brian. No one is. A, okay, so <laughs> Cool Girl pulls up, then Boba jetpacks in right in front of all of them as if he's been following he all the work. slowly in the sky the entire time. <laughs> but this is I, this is the first time. Is this the first time on this series he's used his jetpack? Uh, I think so. Aside from the the escape where he probably came into play, yeah. I don't know. It, it's a cool moment anyway. Just seeing him lower himself in like a boss, yep. like a daimyo, you might say. <laughs> the major domo says the mayor is gone, but he's working with the Pikes. And Boba says, "Is he?" And it cuts to a huge ship pulling into a, up next to another one already landed, and out come a what do you call a, a lot of Pikes? A murder of Pikes. Uh, a, a, a school of pikes. A school of pikes. Like fish. And no? the red speed <laughs> red speeder guy with the eye sees it and hollows Fennec. And she says, keep an eye on them. And then says, sorry, because it's a cybernetic eye. And he says, no problem. I like it. I paid a lot for it. <laughs> and Fennec says, these are just a first wave. They're going to war. Then we will be ready. We're going to need more kids. <laughs> Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and cut to credits. So here's my take. Man. All right. Tell me tell me if you guys think I'm crazy with the sound, the hot take along. The huts say we, we have the whole thing, the high, the pikes or whatever. I, I'm thinking there's no way that the pikes and the mayor are the ones pulling all the strings. You already you already is saying it's like somebody gave the pikes dominion over the syndicate. The mayor was involved somehow. Somebody, though, had to give the mayor the go-ahead to do that. I'm thinking somebody's behind this. Yeah. Okay. So, would you guys agree uh, that much? That Yeah. I could I could see that, yes. The, yeah. the mayor doesn't seem like a, a big enough player to, like... Yeah. You know. And the, and the Pike's happy to have him, but it's, like, just... They, they, really it's I, I, I it's it's yeah. early you know in the series to just be like you know here's the bad guy and there's just we're gonna yeah. spend five episodes or four episodes uh, or you know? like the antagonist because technically yeah. i guess they're all bad guys yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. Who, who knows it's it's like <laughs> after the events of war of the bounty hunters and this show paying attention to comics as we know by the fact that they bring in black croissantin i am going to go crazy and say that the real adversary behind the pikes the mayor and everything is Kira. You were saying leading the reborn. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Did you? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Because here's the logic. But it makes sense from you. Yeah. Her comic, Crimson Rain, Mm -hmm. just started setting up more stuff exactly like this. She has agents everywhere in the period before Return of the Jedi. We don't know what happened afterwards, but in this time period, very likely. Someone like Madame Garza, Jennifer Beals, could easily be one of her embedded people. Many fans are also wondering if this series is going to have a big Mark Hamill appears at the end as Luke moment. And though it wouldn't be anywhere close to that, obviously, my guess is that if this show has one of those moments is that it will be Amelia Clark, not aged down like Mark Hamill, but aged up appearing as Kira by the end. She's already in the mix in the Disney Plus mix for the Marvel show Secret Invasion, why not two shows? Why not two shows if she's already there in the volume? Why not? Solo fans would love it. 
Make Solo 2 fans would love it. The way they've set her up and the reborn Crimson Dawn in the comics is mm. perfect. Perfect for this. Sound it again. Hot take alarm again. Sound it again. Hot take alarm. Sound it again. I like this. I I like this too. I like it a lot. I I love Melia Clark. As we all know, we all love Solo, a Star Wars story on this podcast. We are firm believers in make Solo 2 happen. I I hope that you're right, Brian. I hope that this hot take comes to be. Yeah. And I I think for those middle of the road fans who are kind of just like not obsessed with every piece of Star Wars, but are kind of just along for the ride, they're going to be like, whoa, the Queen of Dragons. Like, you know, they're going to, she's such a, Amelia Clark is here. Like even on her own without knowing her rich backstory, she's a huge star, uh, you know, for Star Wars. It'd be amazing. Be perfect for it. It's just the more I think about everything War of the Bounty Hunters set up and how they did it and how this show is already pinging off of it. And they're already going through with, with, again, like a character like Black Crescenton. Before him, I would say no way. After, different story. Yeah. So bring in Crimson Dawn, bring in Kira, bring in my secret wife, Amelia Clark. (laughs) I'm on board. This is great. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts on this episode, (laughs) up to and including the IMAC gang. Let's go Matt Romano this time. Oh, me first? Oh, man. Um, it was fun. You know, this wasn't like, I obviously it felt like a, no, it felt like a third episode. You Happy know? to have you. Happy to have it. No, I it, I felt like the first two episodes were great and like, uh, you know, were very fast paced. This episode actually felt faster paced. Like I felt like we went through a lot of the motions, like huts were every, at every turn, somebody's messing with Boba Fett. It's like, no, don't go ahead. Nope. The bond door number two. No, it's not me. It's They're me. They're backing it's him, him into the corner. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's like, I'm upset on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but I'm excited that, you know, it, it does, definitely seems like we're moving in a direction now, whether it's the pikes or somebody else is pulling the strings like, uh, Kira, the, Kira. <laughs> the table is set. You know, Boba's going to end up riding a rancor at some point, which yeah. is going to be awesome. Like that's just definitely going to happen now. Now you're saying that's, that's Chekhov's Boba riding a rancor. Now? Yeah, that, that's Chekhov's rancor right there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, so that's exciting. So I'm excited. You know, this can, the series continues to surprise me. The, like me and Caitlin were talking before the show, the, this, the bikes change everything. Like, I, I don't know what to expect. Mind blown for the rainbow bikes and, and the Moss Vespa. Final thoughts on this episode, Caitlin M. Bush. More Danny Trejo, more Sophie Thatcher. I like, like Matt said, we were saying the the Mario Kart gang really just throws everything else off. I'm really caught in this Mario Kart thing. Oh yeah, Waluigi. <laughs> and I I'm I am really looking forward to to see what's coming next because I don't think that we're gonna be able to predict everything here. Yeah. Yeah, we certainly didn't predict cybernetically enhanced Mario Kart IMAC gang. No, um, that was far off from what I was but thought yep. she was going to be. Yep. Not many people on the internet did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, to be fair, to be fair. There's one person out there who was like, I always knew this. Is it's like, nailed it. Mm. And here it is. I sealed it in an envelope with the date just to prove it to you. Mm. Neon green. Yeah. It's like, yeah, step over here. Okay. With that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. We're back, and now it's time for some galactic points of interest. 
good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. In comics news, new today over on the IDW side of things is Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number 12. Written by Daniel Jose Older, he has said that fans will want to read this issue before they read his soon to come out, very soon to come out now, High Republic book Midnight Horizon which I'm looking forward to that book, but I I have not cracked it open yet, but I'm definitely going to read this issue before I do that. Over on the Marvel side of, and and, if I may add from, from, there was a lot of excitement about this issue today. So big things happen and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I'm already spoiled, but I can't wait uh, (laughs) to actually read it for myself. Now over on the Marvel side, there's star Wars number 20, Bounty Hunters number 20 and the first of a two-part Star Wars, the High Republic comic called Eye of the Storm. That's mm. from Charles Soule and so is Star Wars number 20 today. And he had another comic come out today. So Charles, is a good comics day for Charles Soule. Jeez, he's um, like the only one working over there. Right? What's going on? He's the only one. <laughs> but he, he has said that the first part of Eye of the Storm is coming in two parts. The, this first part that came out today, you can read anytime. So he said, don't worry about order, timeline, or anything. The second part, which will be coming out later, he has said, you're going to want to read after you read The Fallen Star. And that pretty much means read everything. So that second part he has he has tweeted is pretty much like the end of High Republic Phase 1. It's going to be the end of, of, of the whole thing. Um, again, featuring Martian Rowe, sometimes called Markian Rowe. Or as one Twitter user calls him, Marky Rue, which I I really love that because it mocks him and I hate him. And now I'll turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is youths. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. (laughs) Ah, wow. It's a word, but it's also a pronunciation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really just adds to it, you know? Skylock! And that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Listener and friend of the show, Savannah, shared a funny story with us on Twitter. She lost her car key (laughs) and got it back because she was dialing and texting around, and she ended up getting an unknown number, and I guess this was the person who had the key, and she noticed that they both followed you, Caitlin, on Instagram. <laughs> and so Savannah asked if they listened to the podcast and they did. They listened to the old show and are now going to start listening to this one. And Savannah replied all and she screenshot this all in caps. I'm Savannah from Twitter, the one who loves Captain's Corner. <laughs> That's right. That's Very right. The and this one. set off yeah. a whole unfortunate <laughs> chain of love for Captain's Corner. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that, Savannah. There were so many things to love about this, okay? One of them being the outpouring of respect and admiration for Captain's Corner. Of course, of course. Two, the fact that two people in the real world met by accident, both fans of the show, and it was Savannah that it happened to. Yes. You know, yeah. it had to be. You know, it's, it's really just there's so many layers here. It's beautiful. Layers, Savannah, layers who, on layers. Who, who, who wore the 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 the, um, the blazon of many boats in front of the famed Yoda statue? Exactly, and, and at a Trader Joe's once. You know, so that Mwah. happened. Was that the Trader Joe's? <laughs> yes. No, it's really happened. That happened. Um, the the dogpiling of love for Cabin's Corner that was no thanks to Nat Cat and some other regulars. Yes. Thank that you. was uncalled for, but I get it. Um, <laughs> I should have known that this was going to happen, but Mm. many listeners, we already made it a thing, unfortunately, so I can't blame anybody. A lot of listeners now want me 
to carry <laughs> Matt Romano into a convention of some kind on a litter. Like you didn't see this <laughs> yeah, coming. Yeah, and you're, well, uh, you did this to yourself. I thought we made enough of a bit about it that they wouldn't latch onto it. But then, but it doesn't stop there, Caitlin. It gets worse. <laughs> because then it got reversed by someone that they wanted Matt to carry the rest of us on a litter. Yeah. Not just <laughs> myself yeah. and you, Caitlin Bush, yeah. but also a zoo. All right. And then it went even further. It's like all of us carrying a zoo on a litter. And I'm like, that bitch floats. <laughs> <laughs> that probably still there. want us on a litter. Anyway, a good friend of the show, East Bay Ray, made me laugh the most with a photo of our good pal Werner Herzog saying, I would like to see Brian carry Matt on a litter. <laughs> good. <laughs> Listen, um, good, good. No good. offense to any of us. I don't think neither of us uh, have the upper body strength to make that happen. I don't you think know, any of us. What, what do you mean you don't? You're just sitting on it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying also, in, in all the iterations of maybe the, the three of know, us yeah. together could lift yeah. an empty litter. Yeah. 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 Matt, why, uh, speak for yourself. Maybe we could just roll you in, know? you know, like front I, rolls. You <laughs> may skip leg day, but I don't. All right. Ferda. Never is a long time, but you know what? That is never going to happen. <laughs> Back to some real talk from last week from Ahsoka for Life sent us the fan art of Caitlin. As Zam Wessel yes. and and Grand Admiral Thrawn yes. himself, as we know, loves art, has some thoughts on it. Oh, yes, thank you for having me back on the podcast. <laughs> now it's time for art talk with me, your boy, Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> this particular pencil sketch of Caitlin M. Bush with Porg and Dio as Joy. Done in the style of Zam Wessel, in what I'm assuming is hard pencil, comes to us from Ahsoka. Still life, going, and it is fantastic. It is a majestic piece, a wonderful piece, and it teaches me a lot about Caitlin and a lot about art. Oh man! I also okay, promised that you, I would. I also promised that I would name the droid yes. and the porg. Yes. So here we go. The droid is MR-E1, a.k.a. Mary. Oh. Uh, and the Porg is Junior, because this is, this is my Porg's Junior version, if we Junior with the, yeah, there. that's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And thank you for the guest appearance from Grand Admiral Thrawn, even though <laughs> Matt didn't like the length. That's his whole thing. He talks about art. Yeah, you know, we just, it was, this is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an audio medium. It's that's you. That's what you sound like. That's you. That was you. All right. So anyway, thanks, Ron. Wait, what, thanks is for that, what is that sound? What is what? happening oh, right oh. now? Oh, it looks like we're coming up on Canonica. Um, uh. A zoo? Yeah, uh, slight problem. Uh, Canon Quality Assurance is supposed to be located on the third planet in the Canonica system, and I, uh, you know, um, I'm reading nothing there. Proximity alert. Who are all these people? It's a trap! Ugh, not again. It's a good line. Not what I meant. Now, who else wants us dead? I mean, the huts are gone. The Grand Collector's gone. The hat people, Caitlin, your former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild, they're gone, right? As far as I know, yeah. Well, then what the druck is this? Maybe fly us out of here, Matt. Like, we're, like right now. What a lovely idea. I would, but we're in, like, six tractor beams. Communications are jammed. Jammed? 
raspberry. At least they're not firing? Well, now they are. At least it's not raining? Uh, it doesn't rain in space. <laughs> With that, we're going to get to the bottom of who's ever given us oh, the raspberry man. and whatever's happening here. But worry not. Swing the ship around. Join us next week where we'll... You can't. We're in a tractor beam. You just said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Join us next week where we'll continue coverage of the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. And continue to do all this other stuff that we usually do. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can also find our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails. You can also find us directly. Caitlin and Bush, you can be found where? I can be found at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me on Twitter at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. Can you have you tried to get us out of these tractor beams? You know, Can you I try I, harder. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Everybody's I gotta put, a put this thing in reverse. Yeah, I don't know. What do I mean to do? No, I shall try and help if you want. Plug me yourself in. Plug yourself in and see what you do. You plug yourself you, in. You, I can't plug. You plug boys, yourself boys, in. This is not oh, helping anyone. What a, I agree, Caitlin. Ah. I shall try and help. Oh, that just broke off. Okay, now that that's done. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. And yes, I had to read that. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars. If you're feeling generous, snoke them. If you got them, take a chibi. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken many boats for light and life. The force will be with you always. Be the spark.